Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayanna Robinson-Dixon, and on today's episode, I'll be speaking with Drs. Weaver and Karen Blondin, who are the Senior Pastor and First Lady of Mount Moriah Missionary Baptist Church in Winter Park, Florida. Now, there is a special connection between this lovely couple and myself. Uh, You'll find out what that is in this episode. We actually taped this episode a week before Agape Global Ministries' week-long fundraiser for our child care center, uh, Agape Christian Academy. Agape Global Ministries in Kannapolis, North Carolina, is the parent ministry of the Circle 31 podcast. So we are so excited to be able to um, incorporate Agape Global Ministries in this episode of the Circle 31 podcast. And we know that your heart is going to be filled. You're going to be inspired. You're going to be encouraged by this beautiful um, and wise couple. Here is my conversation with Drs. Weaver and Karen Blondin. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Would you please introduce yourselves? Uh, my name is uh, Reverend Dr. Weaver Blondin. I'm the pastor of Mount Moriah Missionary Baptist Church in Winter Park, Florida. And this is my lovely wife who will introduce herself. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen. I am Dr. Karen Blondin, and I serve at Mount Moriah Missionary Baptist Church in Winter Park, Florida. So glad to be here tonight. And we are so glad to have you. Um, I want to start off by um, just asking you guys just to give a little background on your experience in working with children and youth um, and just ministry in general. Sure. Even like you can. Sure. First of all, we want to just say congratulations to you and and your uh, with the Agape Christian Academy and and actually doing what God is leading and calling you all to do. I think that is great. We never have enough people who sow into young people and show in with Christian education. So uh, that is uh, you all are to be commended for that. Now, uh, uh, for our experience with uh, young people, I would just say, (laughs) is uh, at one point I was uh, the uh, children and youth pastor of Mount Pleasant Baptist Church in Herndon, Virginia, where I served there full time for almost nine years. And uh, so I had the opportunity to uh, uh, experience children of all age groups from nursery age all the way up through the college age so uh it's that was a blessing for me and my experience in christian education forms from us having a a christian academy at mount pleasant during that time i was there as well as we had a children's uh church or what we call children's worship service Mm -hmm. called praise kids so uh, that was awesome, and that really took off, and I, I believe it's still going on to this day. So, and then of course we did Christian camps and all of those things as well. So uh, we've got a vast experience with young people, and uh, I'll let my wife add to that. Okay. In addition to that, um, I was a part of the uh, Christian the children's uh, worship service, and I was able to. Um, provide them with a fun way of learning how to um, learn about God and how to serve God in a fun way. And in addition to that, I I always liked working with the younger kids ages two to five. So I had an opportunity to um, teach Bible study to the two to five. And we, we danced and we, um, we danced and learned all about the Lord in a very, very fun way. We sang songs. I can remember <laughs> uh, playing songs for them and, and they, you know, just loving that, still learning about God in a very fun way. So that's important to me to make sure that the kids um, or the children are not just sitting there like, 
okay, what's going to be next? You want me to learn what? But to do it in a fun way. And you can always uh, make that happen. And I just want to say that I tell people um, all the time about how much I learned under the children and youth ministry by you guys leading that ministry with our time together at Mount Pleasant. Uh, just the spirit of excellence, um, the love, the attention to detail, the structure, the accountability, like everything that you guys were doing when y'all were running your meetings, we having events, taking care of the kids, making sure that they were engaged, knowing everyone's names, knowing the parents. Like I was watching everything. <laughs> and I'm so blessed, you know, and I tell people all the time that that was definitely just so key. God strategically placed me, you know, with you guys and under your care and your guidance and, you know, and mentorship mm -hmm. um, so that I could see firsthand how families should be handled, how children should be handled, mm -hmm. how, how to handle ministry, how to do a budget, how to sit down and have a meeting. I remember we used to be on that, around that big old table with those spreadsheets and, <laughs> Yeah, everybody would have their water and their snacks and we would go through every ministry. All those things impacted me profoundly. And it just, you know, is a testament to what God has done and has continues to do in your lives. So kudos. Mm -hmm. to God bless you both. You know, God bless you both. Yeah. You, you, you both are very precious to me personally. I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Well, I, again, it's a privilege to have you um, on tonight, and I wanted us just to d discuss our, our theme, our topic tonight is the heart of Christian education. And, you know, we are, as you mentioned, you know, we, we, we discussed earlier is that we, our initiative is to launch the Agape Christian Academy. Um, and we're going to start by uh, serving children ages birth to five. Mm -hmm. And from there, we'll see where God takes us. Mm -hmm. But we know that this is the first step in doing that. And we're very passionate about making sure that we provide um, quality care, that it's a found, you know, a, a, a Christian foundation that is Christ, you know, and also another thing that God has laid on our hearts is that we are serving the entire family. So yes, the children are coming five days a week, you know, we're feeding them, we're changing their pampers, we're, you know, we might be potty training some people, I don't know, we're teaching them how to read, we're singing, like you said, uh, Dr. Karen, we're doing all these things to engage them out the day, but we're also going to, we're also going to, we're also charged to serve the entire family. So I wonder if, if both of you uh, would just take a minute or two and discuss what is the importance of involving the entire family when it comes to ministry and ministering to children? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll, I'll start out um, by, and, and my philosophy was always, we can teach, kids at the church or at a Christian academy, which we did have at Mount Pleasant, uh, all about God and all of that. But I think it's imperative and important to have the parents involved in that so that they understand that they just don't get the teaching in school, but they're getting it reiterated or, 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 or taught at home. And I know there were exercises in our Christian Academy that also involved parents so that they would uh, be engaged with what their children were learning. And so their kids would see it on both sides. It's not just one way, because ultimately, when you have uh, kids who are only learning it one way and they're learning something different at home, it can be very uh, tough. And so I think excellence and showing uh, having an excellent uh, mindset uh, in teaching kids uh, from a, a, a Christian uh, education with a Christian education is most important in that in that role. And um, also just to add to that, getting the entire family involved means that everyone is excited about coming to church <laughs> right, right. and it's not like um the parents come and drop the kids off no the parents are excited and they could be excited because the uh children have come home and they have told the parents oh my gosh i learned this i had so much fun while um 
being at church or while being in school. So having the entire family involved is definitely key to um, a successful Christian ministry and, yes. and school as well. Those are, those are excellent points. I wonder if you could talk to us about uh, being that you are both ministry leaders, you're working, ministering to families and have been for quite some time. Have you noticed um, anything in terms of uh, um, has parenting styles changed from when you first started working with ministries? I've, have you noticed anything different with children? What are some things that you're noticing and that you may have had to adjust um, being in ministry um, in ministering to families? Um, one, one thing I noticed is that when we were in ministry back in Virginia, um, it was just a different, it was a different time. And as, as the kids get older, as you have a, a, a a different group of children, it changes. We did have cell phones back then, but not as much as today. Social media is much bigger. So definitely social media is much bigger. So we have to um, learn how to engage the kids with what they're already exposed to. Every, just about every um, child may have access to or may have their own phone or some kind of uh, device and they're able to see more and do more than the children did when we were um, back at Mount Pleasant mm -hmm. in the youth ministry. Has the parent style um, changed? I would say maybe. And, and I, just from observation, I would say that the parents may depend more on a device entertaining their children rather than them personally engaging in their children. Mm. And we can go into restaurants and everyone is sitting around the table and everyone has their phone or some kind of device. A child begins to cry. And what happens? That parent hands them an iPad or a telephone to try to quiet them down, you know, instead of talking to the child. So has parenting style changed? I would yeah. say maybe and probably yes, for sure. I just, uh, I think all of what you said is right on. Uh, where, where I've seen uh, it, it change, and I've seen this in, you know, a lot of the kids that we once ministered to, and you were a part of that as well, uh, Ayana. Uh, are now adults and have kids themselves. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to date us, but I'm just saying they do. And I see in them, I see them wanting their kids to get what they had in Christian education or, <laughs> you know, at the church. But it goes to what you were saying. There are so many that may not have come up in that same realm or been a part of the children or youth ministry that really grew them to a point where they are wanting that for their kids. What we're, I'm seeing more now are parents who want their kids to go to the church, but they ain't trying to go to the church. Interesting. And, and, mm -hmm. and even in our church, just to add to that, I see they want their kids to get the Christian education or they'll send them to a Christian school but they're not coming themselves to church to, to even learn what, what the kids are wanting. So you get a little bit of that. Now you'll see the grandparents there who, who in, in a sense are closer to my wife and I's age in a sense, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but you don't really see the kids of those grandparents. You see their grandkids or great grandkids. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so I think it's, uh, um in, imperative that that from your first question that you asked us mm -hmm. that parents need to be engaged in it as well and and i remember when we did youth children and youth ministry we never did ministry without the parents understanding what we were doing with the kids that's true and we would have parent meetings with the parents mm -hmm. to keep them informed as to what we never wanted it to be 
uh, uh, about just the kids. We wanted the parents to be engaged because ultimately uh, they're the ones that are going to have uh, their child more than we will. So we, 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 you know, we, I, I do think that social media plays a big role now, mm -hmm. so much so that that you have to almost be careful with it. And I think it has affected uh, uh, kids in different ways. And I'm sure we'll get to some of that as we go forward. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I see a difference uh, from when we were doing ministry, but also the world has changed a little bit. I mean, from the social media perspective. Yeah. And one thing I just want to emphasize about the uh, social media and the devices that are available, we do have to be able to integrate those devices. When the children go to school these days, how are they learning? They have a device in their hand, you know. Yeah. So we do have to integrate it because, you know, for from whatever age, I'm not sure, that device is in their hand. So we got to learn how to use it. <laughs> Some of them know how to use it more than the parent or grandparent. Hello. <laughs> so true. So true. And, you know, you, uh, Dr. Karen, what you just said, it just, you know, I think I'm personally speaking, I'm sometimes guilty of like demonizing <laughs> devices. But <laughs> you're right. It has to be a part of, you know, what we're doing, but just like, you know, um, as the Reverend Doctor said, it you know being able to balance it yeah. and not you know um, overdoing it in any one particular area, mm -hmm. and I do think it's a it is a challenge you know um, for parents. I think it's very easy to um, just get in that mode where you just you know stick in a device because it's like look you crying, I'm already <laughs> tired. You know, I'm, I'm working. I'm trying to make sure we have a nice home and bills are paid. And mm -hmm. I don't really have time to address the root issue. So here. Yeah. My phone. Take my tablet. Yeah. Well, can, what, I, can I add to Go ahead. I think just in the most recent time, of course, we all know about the pandemic. And the pandemic affected churches in a way yes. that we never saw coming. Because trying to get kids, even children back. Well, you got to get the parents back because how are the children going to get there? Um, so it's it's and and it's really what we're seeing at our church. I, we got a lot more children under the age of twelve than we have of our teenagers, which mm -hmm. I think is. And I know uh, some of my pastor friends. We all have struggles with that, but it's slowly coming back. But it's it's taking some time. Um, to even navigate that, but there's, mm -hmm. you know, so that's a change that that even the church is trying to navigate with parents and kids and trying to make it all come back together, and because they all look at it differently now. And then, of course, social media. Our church is is just as guilty as any others because we've ramped up our social media more than ever. Absolutely. I don't know if sometimes I wonder because I see people there. They don't come to church that Sunday, but they're on on the screen. Okay, Stop hurting people's feelings out here, Dr. Blood. Well, I'm just, I'm just all the people out that's probably on the live right now. The real, I'm just giving the real because I, I I believe in it's good to have it. And it's good, you know, every once in a while, yeah, if you want to stay in your pajamas and watch it on screen, I'm not against We're that. We're just talking about our church, not, 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 not all churches. Else. But <laughs> but in reality, it's it, it affects every church. I, I don't care if you got 5,000 members or, or 10 members, it affects you in some way. But you, you got to have that balance, like you said. And, and yes. But I, I think it's all good. I'm not saying social media is not good because it is. Right. But it is different from when we were in that realm with children as opposed to what they're dealing with now. Because I have my youth youth director is always like, it ain't like you once did it, Pastor. It's right. a little different now. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I yield to that because yeah. I know it's different. So they've got to come up with different creative ways to get kids to, to really want to be involved like they are and then getting the parents to connect 
Mm-hmm. That's true. Just yeah. a couple of comments. Um, I wanted to. Uh, Anika Seals Jones says we have to we have to help the children yeah. reframe their relationships with technology. Education versus entertainment. That is so true. Let's think about that. That is so true. That is so true. You do, and and you can even incorporate some. There, there are, there are. Um, we did it at our church. What was the name of that? The thing we did where we would do it after church and have the members stay, and the kids loved it. Mm-hmm. What well, I can't remember the name I'll of it, but it was an app that that we had up, and it and then you form questions, and it's like a game. I can't remember the name of the. It's not Kahoot, is it? No. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. And that really helped to a certain point because it got kids wanting to be more involved and they wondering when we're going to do that more. And, you know, it's really just engaging them. But I can tell you one of the things that will help or helps, not every church can have a Christian academy, but Christian academies do help that. Mm -hmm. And so I was that that's why I'm commending you all for stepping out and doing what you're doing mm-hmm. because that is going to help that because parents who see the value and see how their child is being groomed and nurtured even at that young age that you're starting at mm-hmm. then they're like whoa this is great and the word just spreads and the next thing you know you got to have a wait list and so from a wait list becomes a whole lot of other things. But, well, if they're academies like that, how about let me go see what their church is about? And and I, and 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 that's how it really worked at Mount Pleasant. I mean, from not only from our Christian Academy, but our camp that we would have every summer. Yeah. And then when we were doing so many things in youth ministry with the different age groups, there were so many kids who who uh, said, I want to go to that church because they're doing, you know, their parents didn't go there or their parents wanted to come because they wonder why their kid want to go to this church all the time. That's right. So that that was another way that it was affected. And I think one last way that that it's affected is we don't have the access to the schools, or at least I I don't think the access that you once had to schools, I think Mm. you can still go. But I had access to, you know, it's changed a little bit with shootings and everything. Mm, but I used yeah. to go to the high schools quite a bit. When mm. We went to the elementary school and mm. and you and I could sit and have lunch. And the next thing I know, I got a whole 20 people sitting there and they're like, man, my, nobody comes from my church. What? What? And they say, I know some of those kids ended up being a part of our church. So. You know, it's it's different ways, but you, it's different now. So we got to figure out what that is. But I like what you said. You got to kind of mold it all together, balance it out. What would you say to parents who are watching this live or even um, going to be watching the replay? Um, and they, up until this point, they had not even considered um Christian education at, at a young age. As we said, with our academy, we're going to start at ages birth to five, right? So perhaps there might be some people that weren't even thinking about um, introducing their children to a loving Christian environment, learning environment at so young. Do you, either of you or both of you can answer this, is there value in um, exposing children at a young age to a Christian um, learning experience and um, ex- talk to us about that. Is there value and what is that value? Um, I'll just say or ask the parents, would you like your child to be in an environment that focuses on truth? Would you like your child or children to be in an environment that teaches integrity? Parents, would you like your child to be in an environment that builds self-esteem? Would you like your children to be in an environment where they are academically prepared for success? Parents, would you like your child to be in an an environment where they are not embarrassed or made to feel ashamed for praying? or for saying hallelujah, or for saying thank you, Jesus. 
if you would like for your child to be in an in an environment like that i recommend a christian education academy a christian education school where your child can begin to develop that gift that's on the inside of them that the lord put on the inside of them to be a prayer warrior to be a minister to be a teacher i would encourage you to check out a christian um school for your child oh my goodness i'm ready to go i'm ready to get everybody <laughs> signed up for for the agape uh <laughs> i'm telling you oh yeah that was good stuff right there but i was just saying i think it's good what she said i always go back to uh and I, i'm gonna share this you know it's the past in me uh, uh romans 12 2. do not conform any longer to what the pattern of this world and i'm mm -hmm. saying this to parents because but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will and his good, pleasing and perfect will. And I say that to say to parents, not just get your kids, it's not just about uh, to teach them, but to transform them. Mm -hmm. And Christian education, Christian academies help transform children, uh, not only from the perspective but the objective of Christian teaching transcends secular education. Mm. Secular education is good. It's, it's good to be more effective. It's good to be successful. It's good to be intelligent. It's, it makes us better. But Christian education does all those things, but it also seeks those things that aspire to nothing less than transforming our children into the image of God. And, and 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 we know that uh, uh, our um, our uh, values are um, principles. No, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the what we what we develop at a young age uh, as uh, yeah our our beliefs, but also our I'm missing the words that I'm looking for. I have this chart about it, but at any rate. It, it it helps us early on uh, uh, to not only uh, uh, mold them into the image of Christ, character. but yeah, it's it, character is one. But I, I'm looking for the words that uh, are are what when we when we're growing up, the values that you learn, but the habits. I'm sorry, habits. <laughs> That's what it is. We develop habits in that age group that you are talking about, uh, Ayana. Mm -hmm. Develop those habits at that early age. And if they can be in a Christian academy and developing a Christian education with all the benefits of, of understanding what success might be, effectiveness, but most of all, understanding how they can be a transformative person in the image of Christ moving forward, there's nothing like it. And 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 I believe that that's that's what's most uh, enjoyable and beneficial as you go out into the world and developing that faith at an early age. Mm -hmm. And Lady Robin, she mentions that both of her sons went to uh, a Christian education school, yeah. and and they benefited from it. And the thing about it is, you know, being in a Christian um, education school. Yeah. It helps you deal with challenges. You know, it helps you deal with successes in life and challenges specifically, because if you have a challenge to come up and you in the second grade learn that, you know, I can stand on the word of God, I can lean and depend on him. If you learn that at, at an early age, when you are 20, when you are 30, when you are 15, you are still going to be standing on the word of god and you will you may be exposed and we are all exposed to the world yeah but if you have been taught the truth you know you can lean on the truth, truth. and right. know what would the truth do it will set you free in jesus name as christian schools teach the bible and all the other academic subjects are integrated yeah. with 
biblical truth, mm-hmm. not just this is the way the world says it is. So I think that's a an important piece for Christian, uh, for people why they would want to, uh, 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 yeah, be grounded as uh, Lady Robin has said. But I, I think it, it, it that that's what's most important. And then you have individuals who will be who will have that child for a long period of time. That uh, most Christian schools hire good good Christian folk that are role models. Yeah. And they can, they can, I'm not saying everybody does everything perfect, but in reality, you want students to be, you want your child to be around a school that has role models that are going to be positive more than any other type of way. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's, that's most important in that. And if, um, Pastor Ayana, if I can just give an example, this is how you know what you're doing in in um oh, yeah. your child is in christian education this is how you know it's been effective i can remember one time we were sitting around i guess we were teaching a lesson or something maybe we, maybe we were talking about love maybe we were talking about forgiveness but the the discussion i think someone asked a question or you know if somebody hit you what would you do would you forgive them and the student that was sitting there, she said, love holds no record of wrong. I remember that to this day. I'm like, whoa, okay, she just said the word. You know, she came from the word. It was not her opinion. It was what the Bible said. And when you start hearing the kids recite the word, that's when you know you've made an impact. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that. You remind me of an experience I had uh, during my youth pastor days. And, you know, at the church at Mount Pleasant, we had a Christian academy and we were doing Praise Kids, which was our children's worship service on Sunday. So Christian Academy on Thursday mornings. You remember that, Pastor Ayana. And 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 I remember uh a couple of our kids that were in the academy that went to our praise and worship, I mean, our, our children's worship service on a regular basis. One Thursday morning after we finished the lesson and and the kids have passed, there were like three of them that asked me, Pastor, Pastor, I need to ask you a question. They used to call me WB. Pastor WB, I got to ask you a question. Why don't you ask people if they want to know Christ in the Christian Academy, like you do in Praise Kids. My goodness. And I was like, <laughs> drop. And the teachers all in there were like, oh. <laughs> and, and I was like, and they were like, because some, and the reason the kid, the one, the one young man said, the reason I'm asking that, Pastor, is because some of our kids don't go to our church, go to our Praise Kids church. And they need to know Jesus just like I know Jesus. And this kid was in the first grade. Wow. And I was like, wow. That If I didn't think Christian education was teaching our kids, that did it for me. I was done. I was like, wow. And and it, it I was, I, you know, I had to, you know, I had to, uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to treat the whole class to something just off of the fact that you asked me that question. And from that point on, we did bring it up. That's- we, we did bring it in a way that they could understand it. But he's and 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 I was just like, wow, that was that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny. He said the way there was one that did the speaking, but he said there's like three or four of us that wanted were asking this question one day in our why he doesn't ever ask us in the Christian Academy Amen. when we do chapel. Mm. He was like, that's the perfect place to ask him, especially since some of them don't go to our church. But you know what that makes me? It it leads to the, my next question. I mean, we're talking about it to some degree, but just the alignment of Christian education and what we are commissioned to do as believers. Can can we just talk about what that alignment looks like? The alignment looks like, uh, you mean in terms of how? 
Yeah. How how does Christian education uh, align with God's mission? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it starts with it teaches about the love of God. Mm-hmm. It can help them grow to love the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> The best book, the best book out there. That's it. Uh, it it teaches moral. I, I believe Christian education. It's moral guidance and moral values, which we as Christian at, at the church uh, builds character. Um, and it offers support. I mean, part of what a church is to do is support its members. Right. Here's the one that I think is most important. And, and different uh, ch- uh, is different than just worldly education to a point. Now, I will say worldly, uh, when I'm saying worldly education, I'll just say secular education. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get there, but I think Christian education was in the forefront of this. It benefits mental health. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, Pat, Pastor? It, I, I, it's help. I think. Christian academies, Christian education helps with coping strategies, coping skills uh, by reading and learning the word of God. And it's every day. It's not once a day. It's not here or there. That is where, where I think it, 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 it changes. And, 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 uh, and, and these are some of the reasons I believe that are, are the foundation needed for a child's overall development as they move through life. But what they learn in a, in a Christian academy is, is, is just, uh, I, I see some of the kids that were in the Christian academy when we are, a couple of them are in ministry now. Mm-hmm. Wow. At another in a different area or a different place. Mm-hmm. So so it, it it has some transformative power, but I, I believe it gives those things the love of God, the love of the word of God, uh moral values, the uh you know, gives you some so it, it gives the guidance that you, you mm-hmm. look at stuff a little differently. And again, I go back to it's a habit for me. If you if we are able to form these habits in kids early on, man, that's an impact that, you know, it doesn't mean that things won't go on, things might happen in their life. But when you had when you're able to develop that, uh, I believe the Bible is right that a child uh will lead them. Because mm-hmm. there we know for a fact, I, I have seen it happen when I worked at Mount Pleasant. Mm-hmm. A child led their parents to the church. Mm. They were not going to church before their kids. Their kids, they were sending them to the Christian Academy, what I said earlier, but they weren't going to church. But when their child wanted to come to our praise, our praise and our, our praise kids, which is our children's worship, or we had team events or mid mid uh a junior high events, all of that, it all makes a difference. Amen. Yeah. But that's where I yeah, and I I just want to say, once you put the word out there, and it the kids are able to digest it. The Bible says the word the Lord says my word will not return void. You put it out there; it's not going to run up against a brick wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is really good. I want to circle back to what Pastor said about positively impacting children's mental health mm-hmm. yeah because i i really think i would like to hover there for a minute because i believe there may be some parents that are watching and listening that perhaps this is possible that they have not even thought about mm-hmm. their child's mm-hmm. mental health in in certain, certain communities that could be possible you know because we're worried about okay look i, I fed you i'm feeding you i'm clothing you yeah. you have a place to sleep but I would like for us to just, if you don't, if we could, just a minute, just talk about the importance of that that Christian foundation, that foundation in the Word of God, um, helping your child to cultivate their own personal relationship with God. And you talk about coping um, skills and things of that nature. If we could just well there for just a moment to just minister to some parents that might be listening and watching about the importance of paying attention to to every aspect of their child's well being. Yeah, I, I I mean it, it starts with um 
you know, our faith in God. And mm -hmm. so, you know, for the parent, um, if, if you're sending them to a Christian school, you know, I think mental health pay, plays a big part in it because you can't be with your child 24-7, but there are always uh, things that happen in a child's life. Sometimes they share it, sometimes they don't, but they always are watching. And even at home, they're watching to see how do my parents react. Even at a really young age, they're watching their parent. And I used to tell kids, I used to tell parents this all the time when I would meet with them. They're watching you. They may never say anything. Don't think they don't know that this is going on. Just don't assume that you're keeping stuff and everything from them. They, they have, they, 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 they learn these things. So I think for a child to really, uh, Christian education plays a big role to me in mental health. Um, and, and, and I think as you instill, um, I used to do a lot of the lessons in the chapel when I was a, 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 a children and youth pastor on faith. Mm -hmm. Because if you can teach a child, you know, what, what is faith? You know, how, okay, let's do some examples of faith. And I used to use, you all came in, you just plopped your, uh, you just sat down. You didn't even look at the pew. You right. just sat down thinking, oh, this pew going to hold me up yeah. instead. And then I would just fall to the ground myself as I went and sat <laughs> on the pew thinking, you know, what if that pew didn't, you just had a faith that that pew was going to hold you up. And so I say that and I use the word faith because faith in education inspires thoughtful reflection for a, uh, not only the child, but the parent as well. Mm -hmm. so Faith-based education can encourage critical thinking that not only seeks knowledge, but uh, and and an understanding of the science that is explained around our world, but also analyzes and questions how the knowledge could or should be used in the light of faith. So mm -hmm. faith in education encourages the development of the whole person. That's good. Faith, that's what faith does. So teaching faith in a Christian environment whether it's an academy or your church when it comes to children and even parents, because faith can go a long way with a, a child if they understand that they have a lot more to give as opposed to, I don't think I can survive this. When a person, you know, because we know there are mean kids, there are mean people everywhere, even some in their own family. That's true. That they have to deal with. That's very true. How do we help them navigate past uh, just, oh, you just deal with it. I, I had to deal with it when I was coming up, you know, or or even like a, a, a sibling might bully him. Who knows? You know, there's all kind of uh, things that happen in a child's life. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So we just need to do that. You want to add to that? Yeah, I just want to add with... Um, and I just encourage parents to check in with your kids. Yes, and that's good. Sometimes yeah. when you check in with your kids, you check in on a neutral ground. Mm. So you check in and you tell your, you tell say to your kids, this is a neutral ground. Say what you mm. want to say, feel how you want to feel. And um, parents, you will, you will not believe what your children will start sharing when they know they're not going to get in trouble, when yes. they know they're not going to be judged by you, when they know they're not going to be punished. Yeah. You know, so think of it as um, a neutral ground to learn what your kids are really thinking. Check it because the pressures, parents, you know, the pressures that you have at work. And if you don't work outside of the home, you know, the pressures that you have at home and the kids have those same pressures, pressures of social media, pressures of wearing some type of clothes or some type of shoes, pressures of um, just the way that they look, you know, or their, their size, you know, whether they're too skinny or people think they're too big, 
there are questions that our children are going through as well. Yeah. Yeah. Can I add to what you were saying? Uh, and I, I like that what you were you were saying about the pressures. Yes. Christian education. What role does it play in shaping our children, not only from a mental health but moral and right. ethical? Uh, yes. foundation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I believe that Christian education will point children to an awareness of God's presence uh, and uh, of our accountability to him as they assimilate and use knowledge. And it helps parents because when the kid is talking about God, 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 or Jesus, 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 and they're, they're like, wait a minute, we got to, you know, they, it makes them want to now get more knowledge or understanding. Very true. Uh, uh, Christian school, uh, though a Christian school or a church uh, can disciple young hearts and teach Christ-centered academics wherever uh, uh, facet of learning comes back to understanding and knowing Jesus Christ. So how can they know Jesus Christ, though? They find they find that out, and we're finding it even more in this day and time because they're trying to take all of that out of <laughs> and everything else in history. But Christian education plays a vital role in that. And mm. but, but I also think teachers in the Christian education realm play a vital role in understanding what a child might be dealing with and not dealing with. And Christian educators can help parents navigate. Mm -hmm. They see the kids, they have the kids, they know something might not be right. So help that parent, you know, you don't go accusing the kid or anything like that, that they don't, their mental health is not good, but you want to help parents understand that. So I think it's important from that perspective. Yeah. I just wanted to read uh, Lady Robin's uh, comment. Mm -hmm. A former Christian educator, biblical principles were taught to help the students to have and keep a sound mind in Christ. And I just think that just really pinpoints um, the importance of educators and especially Christian educators, that's what we're talking about tonight, of just having that dual role of looking at the child from both realms. You know, you're, you're wanting to educate and impart into the child, you're teaching them, but then also you're looking at them from a spiritual perspective, you're praying for them and you're as you're teaching them math, reading, history, yeah. what have you, you're also navigating and helping them to learn how to solve problems from a Christian standpoint. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to just, you know, shout out all of those Christian educators who are playing those roles, especially those who are in secular spaces. Mm -hmm. um, that's we need you. We need you there. You know, um, so we are so grateful for those educators as well. Um, I wanted to also point out um, Anika Seals Jones comment when we were talking about um, um, Dr. Karen, you said something I really, really I mean, both of y'all just been dropping all kind of nuggets and gems. But you said something about creating a space for children to be able to. <laughs> Uh, speak freely. And I'm giggling because that's something that we've done um, in our home. One of us is the one that's the sounding board and, you know, gets all the intel and things like that. But you have to be able to create that environment. And what Anika says is that parents have to brace themselves and get their poker face set. And this is so true because you would be, I was surprised mm -hmm. to hear what's happening in elementary schools these days. Yeah. Wow. I was I was shocked. Wow. I, I thought we had a few more years to go, but thank goodness, because that atmosphere was set beforehand, when these things come up, we can have discussions about it and help our kids to navigate those situations, environments um, where they can be true to who they are. And, um, you know, again, earlier we were talking about um, ministering to the whole family and um, Pastor Wanda, you were talking about the, the, you know, the whole family being involved in the parents that sometimes drop their kids off at church and leave. Well, no, we need every everybody, you know, to be getting impacted by God and impacted by his word. And one another good way of doing that is the Christian education that your child is being exposed to at home. If it's good enough for you to enroll your child 
you know, in a Christian school or a place where they're going to be um, exposed to biblical teaching, biblical principles, perhaps that should be um, something for you to say, well, maybe I should myself as the parent so that I could get, you know, stay abreast of what my child is learning and myself have a transformative change. Because, Pastor, that's what you talked about. It's, it's about transformation. So I just wanted to encourage the parents as well. Don't just dump your kids or drop them off. You'll be a part of the transformative change and bring the change in your home. One of the reasons we have we have an, a, a time in our home which has been effective, and I want to share this because it's really helped us, especially because we have two teenagers now and one preteen. I know, right? <laughs> it's just, I'm so grateful that when they were little, 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 we created the environment. So now that they're really seeing stuff and hearing stuff, we have a time every night that as a family, we chat, we talk, we pray, and we talk, and things come out there. So I want to encourage everybody, um, you know, a parents, create that environment because you want to know what's going on. You don't want to create an environment where your children are hiding something from you. Um, so we have to, as parents, especially those of us who were born in, in a certain time, we have to shift our mindset yeah. and, and um, allow our children to talk. Yeah. You know, we can we still the parent, but yes. we're allowing them to talk and to share. And as they're sharing with us, we give them guidance. Anika Sills Jones says they're going to give you little things before the big things are revealed. If the reactions are too big to the little things, they often won't progress to share the bigger things. Now we we know that that's 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 right there. Yeah. So uh -huh. you so so now Pastor Dixon, you and uh, pa Pastor Dixon, your husband, y'all got good poker faces now, right? <laughs> For me, I have to have that thing prepared. Yeah. <laughs> because I want to, I want you to continue to tell me, continue to talk, and I think another thing that's good to be prepared with is let's be prepared to help our children with strategies. You know, oh, if they're dealing with peer pressure, if their friends are vaping. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't they have no interest in vaping and they're being teased because they don't do that. What are some strategies that we're, what are some things that we would practice? OK, this is what this is. And, you know, I'll admit back in my day, I had a sharp tongue, but I'm safe now. Amen. <laughs> now I can help. This is some things that we can say to, you know, if somebody teases you, you stand firm on what you believe. But you can, you know respond in a way that's going to please God, but you let them know these are your boundaries. And these are the type of discussions that we have is, you know, they respect their friends, but you respect me. This is how I'm, this is how I'm, I've decided to live my life as a young person. These are the things I believe in. So I'm not going to bash, I'm not going to beat you over the head, but you have to respect me as well. Robin uh, Always let our children know that we, the parents aren't perfect either that is so true, so true. <laughs> we gotta let them know that we're real people absolutely and i think it's good for us to let our children see us problem solve what do y'all think about that yeah i think that is wonderful because when 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 as a parent whether you're a single parent or two parent household or a guardian it's good because that allows the kid the the children to learn critical thinking you know how how should i solve this problem you know there may be three ways or four ways what is the best way you know for this particular it may not be perfect but for this particular uh scenario this is what we need to do these are the steps that we need to take mm -hmm. so i think it's critical to uh allow the children to see that Otherwise, they will think, oh, we never had problems in our home. And that's not true. And quite frankly, when you share that or when they see it, it gives them a good example to, to follow as opposed to what they might hear from their friends. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and how, well, this is how you should handle this or I don't, yes. you know, or whatever. Yeah, but, but I think that's good what you said, ladies. Maybe because you know, you, it, back in the day, you know, maybe I would go home and tell my parents uh, or my mom or my dad, well, this is what my friend said, you know, you don't know anything. <laughs> 
Exactly. And they would, you know, and it's, it's so important because if we're not talking about it, we, in our minds, we might be thinking we're protecting them, but their friends are educating them. So yeah. we have to make the decision, like, you need to step in there and start having these discussions. They're getting the education. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? That is so That's true. So, true. So, so do you want to educate them or do you want their friends to educate them? Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's it. Well, I, you know what, this discussion has just been so edifying. And I know that everybody who is on the live and those who will be watching the replay are going to get so much um, out of this, and they're going to listen to you all, you know, more than once. They're going to really, um, you know, just take in everything that you have shared with us tonight. So I want to just, you know, um, go ahead and give an opportunity for you guys to share any final thoughts or any final words that you have. Um, I guess my final thoughts are I just encourage parents, guardians to investigate, truly do your investigation on Christian education. It is the key to our children living a life. And I'll go back to what I said initially, living a life of truth, living a life of integrity, not that bumps in the road won't come but they will have that firm foundation if you want your child to have a firm foundation um agape is the place for them to start their christian education amen well i before i say what i'm gonna say i, I like what lady robin put up there uh she said uh uh yeah right there you tell you Two 18-year-olds don't equal a 36-year-old. That's a good one right there. So you can use that for any age. Uh, 14-year-olds don't make 28-year-olds. I, I love that. I love I'm love that. i going to have to use that one. That's a good That's nugget. That was my pastor dial. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But I, I, um, I, I, I just want to say that uh, I think that uh, parents, if, if you want to uh, uh, have your children grow up in the right way, you got to put them in a Christian academy. And none better, because I know the Dixons, none better than Agape. Amen. And so I would say that there are many reasons to be in a, in a, in a um, Christian environment, a Christian academy, but one that you really want is, I think, it goes back to what I said earlier. It it, it has a big effect on their mental health, mm. and 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 I believe that the teachers that teach from a Christian academy um, understand that and know that they can impact uh, in many ways more than just math, science, mm -hmm. history. But we're talking about the Bible. And, and and ultimately, the Bible uh, is is the main thing. We need them to know the math and all of those other critical subjects, mm -hmm. but education from a biblical perspective can't be beat. And so I, I just think that so many that you can tell the difference in a child who has had a Christian education. Mm -hmm. In most cases, you can tell one who went through Christian academies and one who was just out there on their own. Can I just um, end with our comments with the scripture? And we may be familiar with this scripture, 2 Timothy 3, 16. Oh, yeah. And what does it say? God's word is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, oh, and training yeah. in righteousness. So you are thoroughly equipped for every good work. Parents, if you want your child to be thoroughly equipped for every good yeah, work. That's it right there. Christian education is the way to go. Agape, we are so excited for you all. Thank you both so much. And we are excited as well. And we are so grateful to have your, your love and support. Yes. And I just want to say on behalf of, of uh, you know, our senior pastor and my husband, uh, uh, you know, Pastor Dixon, we just want to say thank y'all so much thank for this you. time, uh, for just imparting and impacting and sharing all the gems and the knowledge and wisdom 
that God has just compounded over the years. We love y'all so much and um, continue to just do the work of the ministry and bless all the lives that you bless. What you are doing has had a ripple effect. And I think y'all know that it is just continuing to ripple. And uh, thank you. We love you very much. Amen. Thank you for having us. Love you. you. Love you. If today's episode was a blessing to you, visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to follow our podcast, listen to past episodes, and to read our blog. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.